This message was recorded at the Redeemed Christian Church of God Salvation Center, where we're maximizing potential and fulfilling destiny. We pray you'll be blessed as you listen to the following message. Spirit, fruit of the Spirit. Amen. Fruit of the Spirit. I want us to please um, bow our hearts as we bow our heads as we pray. Heavenly Father, we give you praise. Thank you because your word is yea and it is amen. We thank you because there is no other God like you. And there is none that can reveal you to us better than you. And through your word, we get to know you and we come closer to you. And we pray in the name of Jesus that you give us wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. That we may be able to have this knowledge to help us be better. And that we will be those that have understanding of the scripture. We give you praise, O oh God. We worship and we adore you. For it is in Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen and amen. Praise God. Um, I want us to look at our first scripture for this morning. As I begin to build the case for where I am going. I believe that um, when we read scripture or when we are going to evangelize or we're going to um, preach or talk to individuals about the gospel, it should be like you are doing a presentation, number one, because you're presenting Christ. It should be like an introduction because you're introducing Christ. And it should be also like a case in a law, uh, in, in, a, in a courtroom, I should say, because you are making a case for Christ. Hallelujah. When we make a case for Christ, we are letting everyone that is listening to understand that there is no other that you should follow except Christ. When we are presenting Christ to people, we are pretty much saying to them that there is nothing greater than this gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. There is nothing more joyous than this gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. Most of us, we're not tapping the benefit of being a Christian. We are not, we are not marinating in the goodness of what it means to be a Christian. We, though we are Christians, behave like those that are not Christians. Though we are believers, we behave like unbelievers in our thinking, in our mindset, in our asking. We ask like unbelievers. When we go to God in prayer, we behave like unbelievers. And the reason for it is because you have something called the word of God and you don't read it. You put it in your pocket. You bring it to church. Somebody gave it to you. You wrote your name on it. And that's that for that. Some people, and I've mentioned it before, some people put it as under their bed, under their, uh, I guess some people will put it under their bed. Some people put it under their pillow. 
you know, when a brand new baby is born, they get a white one, amen, and they put it on the baby's bed as though that book is going to protect that child from sin. I want to say that again. SID is um, an acronym that means Sudden Infant Death Syndrome. SID. So, is it the opening of that book that is going to protect that child? Because I want to know why they do it. I'm sure they did it to me when I was christened or whatever they call it. And they brought me home in my white garment. And my mom put me on this beautiful crib. And by my pillow, she opened a beautiful white Bible with a cross on it. And she opened it and put it by my head. As though, um, you said what, sweetie? The book of Psalms. You know it. Can we keep it real? The book of Psalms is going to protect me from sudden infant death syndrome. The opening of the book... It's not what makes it powerful. The having of the book is not what makes it powerful. What makes it powerful is the reading. What makes it powerful is after reading, you accept it. You take it. You manifest it. So if the scripture says that, I am, give me something that the scripture says. I am the head and not the tail. And you're being scared to go tell your boss that you need a raise. Are you manifesting the word? So you can read the scriptures. We come to church every Sunday. We read the scriptures and it's not we are still behaving like unbelievers. So if the scripture already says that you are the head and not the tail, act like it. You know this is my thing like it. What else? Walk like it. What else? Talk like it. Let people know that uh, with all of this uh, locked hair and all of this afro, ooh, I see a lot of people with afro today. In fact, all the first row like over here, they got their afro. Praise God. With all of the afro and all of my accent, because you know, to you guys, I may not have an accent or maybe I have, a, you think I have an American accent, but when I'm with Americans, they say, mm, I'm so picking some stuff there. They can pick it out. So I don't totally sound American. There's a whole lot mixed. And even in America, there are different parts of America that have different accents. Our accent in New York is completely different from the house, the accent here in Texas. The way they say, well, some people say water, some people say water. Amen. And some people say water. Praise God. Hallelujah. But with whatever accent that you have, with your accent, with your afro, with your locks, as short as I am, when I step into a place, the atmosphere must change. Why? The reason the atmosphere changes is not because of this little old me that you see. The reason the, 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 the atmosphere changes is because I carry something. How do I know that I carry something? Is it because I feel it? No, I don't have to feel it yet. The reason why I carry something and I know that I carry something is because I read it. It is the reading that activates the power. When you read the gospel, you know without a shadow of a doubt that this thing is talking about me. It should resonate. 
And then when it resonates, you practice it. Do you know that in the beginning when we started this church, I couldn't even do announcement. I was so shy. Okay, I wasn't shy. Because naturally, I'm not a shy person. But when you have to stand in front of people to do something, the responsibility of presenting the gospel, it's something that you shouldn't take lightly. And so it can cause a little bit of, you know, like, whoa, this thing is serious. Whoa, whoa. And that should always be there. But then to have that boldness, I kept reading the scripture, and then I go in the mirror. I'm telling you honest truth. I don't really do it that much anymore because I started believing it. Amen. I go into the mirror and I begin to say what the scripture says. That's you, Joyce. Especially when you come from a background of pain. When you come from a background where people put you down. When you come from a background where people say that you are otherwise what you are. When you have people rendering uh, same curses upon you growing up you've heard that you're stupid you're heard that you're no good you have heard everything that is contrary to the word of God and now you're older and these things still try to manifest in your life but then you read the word and the word says that you're not that so now, how do you change from not being what they said you were to who you are? Especially also, you come from a background of rejection. Rejection after rejection. That's what I'm, I'm telling you. I'm not telling you about you. I'm telling you about me this morning. When you come from a background of rejection, rejection upon rejection upon rejection. You know, little things make a difference to children, and it still speaks rejection. Something that was with me, and I was telling my daughter, when I was 10 years old is when I came to this country, young. My mom told me, it's going to be tough, sweetie. Are you sure you want to go? I said, my sister loves me. No, she, I, I'm going to go. I'll be all right. She said, you're going to miss me. I said, I'll be okay. <laughs> I'll miss you, but I, I will be okay. I will be strong. I can't live in this country anymore. I have to go. I have to go. And I told her just like that. So when I got here at 10, the rejection started for me. Because the things that you think that it doesn't mean anything to children, it means so much, and they carry it with them for years. So the, the rejection started for me by, I wanted a 10 years old, I'm still a child, 10 years old, I wanted a Barbie doll. Everybody else that I knew had one, and not only because they had one, I wanted one. I would, you know, every, um, in those days it was Kmart, they bring out the, the next week, the sales, and you can look through it. And I will sit there, and I will look through it, and I'll see different Barbie dolls. And in fact, they didn't even have, um, black Barbie wasn't that famous back then. It was mostly white Barbies. But nevertheless, I just liked, I wanted a Barbie. And every time I would ask, can I please have a Barbie? You know it down, sorry. In the matter of all of what is happening, this is not a priority. No. This is not a priority. No. And it was a no, it was a no, it was a no, it was a no. That was where the rejection started. And then there was another time where my, um, 
I, I, I was living with another part of another family member here in the state, and they were going to Disney World. At this point, maybe I was like maybe 12 or 13. They were going to Disney World, but because I was not their child, they passed me over to my sister for vacation so that they can go and have a great time in Disney World. It crushed my spirit. I thought, am I not good enough? Does not anybody love me enough to want to take me to Disney World? Do I not deserve? Am I less than human that they pass me? That was the only reason. So we're going to Disney World, so you know, they're not gonna, they didn't wanna pay for my ticket. They didn't wanna, I mean, Disney World is expensive. So some of you might be like, well, I don't blame them. But if you're taking the other kids, how do you separate one and say, and then I was with my sister for that summer when my sister was going to take her children to Disney World, it was time for me to go back to school. So again, I didn't go to Disney World for a second time. These things speaks rejection to a child. And then there was a time where I was living with my aunt and uncle. They were really my, he was really my cousin, my first cousin. And I did something that was not good, and he sent me out. He said, you, you he kicked me out and said, no, you, you can't stay here. Rejection. How do you get past such rejection that has over and over and over and over? It keeps speaking to you that you're not good enough, that you are actually the tail. How do you get over it? How can anyone get over their past? How can anyone get over the pain of the past? It is only through the word of God. And if you keep opening it and you keep putting it on the bed, it will never, ever work for you. You have to read it. And so I started reading it and I would go in the mirror and tell myself. The words and the, 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 the negative things that were spoken to me, I look at myself and that's not you. That's not you. And I would continue to say the things that the scripture said until the boldness and the confidence. I started manifesting it. Amen. So I set all of that for us to look in the word of God. Are you ready? John chapter 3 verse 3. John chapter 3 verse 3 says, Jesus answered and said to him, Most assuredly, I say, I'm reading the NKJV, New King James, this morning. I'm being different. I'm being different. I'm reading the NKJV. It says, Jesus answered and said to him, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot. Somebody say he cannot. He cannot see the kingdom of God except you're born again. John chapter 3 verse 8 says, John chapter 3 verse 8, it says, The wind blows where it wishes. And you hear the sound of it, but cannot tell where it comes from and where it goes. So is everyone who is what? Born of the Spirit. Everyone who is what? Born of the Spirit. The key word there is being born of the Spirit. Every negative thing that's been spoken to you in the past is born of the flesh. Flesh. It's not superior to the spirit. That's one thing I knew from reading the Bible. So I, the chain, every revelation and every nugget I get from the word, the shackles breaks off. That 
the words that were spoken to me, they are in the natural. But the spirit, when I became born again, when you became born again, the spirit takes over. And so it means that the spirit supersedes everything else. So everything that I was told about myself was a lie. It was a lie that I'm stupid. It was a lie that I'm good for nothing. And every other thing that you can say in the words, in, in, in the Yoruba language, was said to me. But when I started reading the word, I realized that's the lie. What is the truth? It's the word of God. And what the word of God says concerning you. Do I hear an amen? John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever, somebody say whosoever, whosoever believes, all I needed to do was believe the word of God. I needed to first understand that one is natural and one is spirit. When I became born again, I became a spirit. I became a spirit because the spirit of God dwells in me. That's what the scripture says. The spirit of God dwells in me. So peradventure, I was stupid. Maybe I was. But the moment that adoption occurred, the moment that hands were changed over my destiny, it became that I am no longer in myself, but I operate in Christ. Somebody say, I operate in Christ. So everything that was now that you are in Christ is no more. It says, whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. First John chapter 5 verse 1. First John chapter 5 verse 1 says, whoever believes that Jesus is the Christ is what? Is what? Are we there? First John 5, 1 John 5.1. 1 John 5.1 says, Whoever believes that Jesus is Christ is what? Born of God. Tell your neighbor, I am born of God. Whoever believes. Are we pulling it up? First John chapter 5 verse 1 says, For whoever. Somebody say whoever. Whoever, it doesn't matter what you are. Were you stupid before? Were you stupid now? Whoever. Whatever they said about you. Whoever. Everyone is included in that whoever. Regardless of your circumstances. Regardless of your situation. Whoever believes that Jesus is Christ. It's the Christ. Is what? Born of God say I am born of God and everyone who loves him who begat also love him who is begotten of him first John 5 4 first John 5 4 says for oh that was first John 5 4 yeah 5 4 let's look at John 3 Let's look at John 3.15. It says that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. The reason why I am not going to perish. 
The reason why you are not going to perish is because you believe. Amen. It's because you believe and therefore you're going to have everlasting life. Let's look at Ephesians chapter 2 verse 7. Ephesians chapter 2 verse number 7. It says that in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. Tell your neighbor, I am in Christ Jesus. That means all of the identity before is now hidden in Christ. That means that when you are hidden in Christ, you are no longer you. You are Christ because you are in Christ. Oh, somebody didn't get that. The scripture says not that we are sufficient of ourselves to think anything of ourselves, but our sufficiency is of God. So the fact that I am in Christ, I take on Christ. When I stand, I am the representation of Christ. When you stand, you are the representation of Christ. You carry Christ. When the devil sees you, he's not seeing Tommy. He's not seeing um, Teju. He's seeing Christ. If you didn't know it before, I'm telling you today. When you stand before the, the kingdom of darkness. See, when you're not, when you don't know, then you continue to open the Bible and put it on your, under your pillow. And you still live a coward. Oh my God. Oh my God. Every little thing. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. She had an accident before. Oh my God. Don't drive anymore. Oh my God. You have an accident? <laughs> Glory to God. Let the insurance deal with it. Get back in it. Get back on it. When Tommy had an accident, I was like, look, right back. Get in it. Because you must not allow fear to grab you. When you stand before the kingdom of Satan, they don't see you, Stella. They see Christ. So they have to bow. But before you stand before the kingdom of Satan, you just hear, Satan, ah, let me get out of here. You're gone. So you don't even get to see the manifestation of who you are and what you carry. Because the Bible says that when you carry Christ, you are like him. Do I hear an amen? When you carry Christ, you are what? You are like him. When you say you are representing someone. You see, sometimes you have to use natural things to explain so that people can understand. When the king cannot go, he sends a representation. The staff of the king. I wish I could see it more in the King Henry days. And all those people but I definitely see it in a lot of Nigerian movies when they have the staff the the let's say the the king's men is that what you call them Ijoye king's men whatever king's men they go somewhere with the staff of the king when they see that staff they must say Kabisu because this person with the staff represents the king so the same way you see the king is how you're going to see this person because this person is coming to you as the king do i hear an amen so we're going forward we're still looking at ephesians chapter 2 verse 7 it says that in the age to come 
he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 8. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 8 says, For by grace you have been what? Saved. By what? Grace. You have been what? Saved. Through. Come on. For by grace you have been what? Through. And that. Not of. It is. Like, is there anything else we need when we read this scripture? There is nothing else you need. I want to read it again. And your picture. Thank you for your participation. Can you clap for yourself? Ephesians 2 8 says, For by what? You have been what? Through what? And not of yourself, but what? It is a gift from God. Somebody say, Amen. Say, I have the gift. I have the gift. Now, let's look at where we're going truly, and we hope to do it in 15 minutes. Galatians chapter 5, verse 22. Galatians chapter 5, verse 22, it says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, let's go, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness. Let's do it again. But the, the fruit of the Spirit is what? Love, joy, Peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness. Galatians chapter, let's look at verse 23 of that same one. It says, um, continue, gentleness and what? Self-control. Against such there is what? There is nothing that can go against it. Do I hear an amen? Matthew 7 verse 17. I want us to look at something there. Matthew 7 17 says, even so, every good tree bear what? Every good tree bears what? I thought I heard somebody say bad fruit. <laughs> every good tree bears what? And then bad tree bears what? Now, is it possible? I need a Christian. Can somebody that is a Christian stand up? Yes, my sister, please come with your afro. You're looking fine. Come on, you're looking fine. Can we put our hands together for her? You're looking fine with your afro. I'm loving it. So you, you believe you're a Christian, yeah? You, you feel it in here because you know that you carry Christ. Now, can you bear bad fruit? Tell me why. Because Christ lives in me. Christ lives in you, and we just read there. Bad fruit can only do what? fruit produce what? Good fruit produce what? A child of God can produce what? You are of Christ. God is the tree. Jesus is the tree. He can never bear bad fruit. You can never be bad. In Christ. I'm not saying, did I? Everybody's, they, they, they are feeling for you. I won't come and be banging somebody that I know will fall. There was a few of you that raised your hand that you're Christian. I picked somebody that I know would not slap me back. <laughs> Glory to God. You know. <laughs> Let me speak in tongues for a second. <laughs> I picked somebody that I know will take it <laughs> in good faith. <laughs> Glory to God. I didn't call my sister a lot. She's gonna be like, 
<laughs> because you are pretty. <laughs> Kill off your fire. Because you're preaching, you're slapping opportunity to slap me. Maybe she'll be thinking then I had something against her all this time, so I'm now using her as an example. So ah no, she she raised her hand so I know who to pick it so I can <laughs> abuse without without repercussion. <laughs> Praise God. We're looking at scripture, we're making scripture come to life. It was clear there that the Bible says good tree good fruit bad tree bad fruit you producing uh, you being the fruit of the tree of Christ you don't have a choice in how you were produced it is the tree that is good that brought you forth by the adoption by the death the burial and the resurrection. The Bible says the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life. That is what I'm trying to express to you. The gift. You don't decide. The good tree does. His name is Jesus. Hallelujah. When you stand before the kingdom of Satan. Some of you, you say, because, well, I lied to my mama yesterday. So, my friend that is possessed of the devil, I ain't going to be able to cast it out. Because I lied yesterday. And the children of God are now put in this bondage that you cannot operate because of your flesh. But the Bible makes me understand that the reason why I'm able to stand. It's not by me. We read it. It says not of yourself, but of God, of the gift. It's not you. It is him. So because you lie doesn't mean you can't stand up to the devil. When the devil sees you, you're thinking I lied. He's seen Jesus. I want to say that again because some people still don't believe it. They feel they have to do penance before. Look, it's the same concept of people who cover their hair. Before they pray, they must cover their hair. When your child, God forbid, stop convulsing, foaming at the mouth, let me go find my scarf. Oh God, oh God, I gotta find my scarf. The kid is still convulsing. Convulsing is even good. The child is choking. The child is, is not breathing. You want to pray. Would you pray, please find my scarf. Please find my scarf. Please find my scarf. Please find my scarf. You need to take authority right there and then. Irrespective of what was happening before. Take authority. Take hold. Because that demon that is attacking in that moment, when you open your mouth, he hears Jesus beautiful lady and thank you for taking my abuse every good tree bears good fruit but every bad tree bears bad fruit Matthew 12 33 says 
either make the tree good and its fruit good or else make the tree bad and its fruit bad for a tree is known by their fruits you cannot there is no way it's possible for a good tree to produce bad fruit did you read the scripture right here either you make the tree good and the tr- the, the fruits good or bad and the, the, you cannot mix and match it doesn't work it is not about understanding or reasoning it's about it is a spiritual concept either you take it or you leave it tell your neighbor take it or leave it now Romans 6 22 says but now Romans 6 22 but now having been set free from sin and having become slaves of God you have your what fruit of holiness and the end the end everlasting life now look at this for you were once darkness that's Ephesians 5 8 Ephesians 5 8 you are translated it's a spiritual thing you see how like everybody in a part of the world they're worried about how you know witches are flying and doing all kinds of stuff it's a spiritual concept it's the same spiritual concept that we need to you don't use understanding of the natural it says in Ephesians chapter 5 8 it says for you were you were once darkness but now somebody say but now I'm in Christ say but now I'm in Christ says but now you are what light in who by yourself you're not when you're in Christ you automatically are by yourself you're not but Ephesians is letting me know that you were once darkness but now you are light in the Lord walk as it's a commandment walk as you are light I'm not saying I'm not saying I'm not saying go around lying to your mama to your daddy to your husband to your wife I'm not saying that but don't ever be handicapped when it's time to do spiritual warfare I want to say it again don't ever be handicapped when it's time to do spiritual warfare and you need to handle business handle it because you are in Christ it is a gift that was given to you and there is nothing the devil can do about it because when he sees you he must recognize you and say that's authority yeah yeah that's authority if you have it and you don't know that you have it then you will not be able to use it and that is why we have people constantly living in a state of oh this has happened again oh that has happened again and you keep feeling like you're down on your on your feet down on the ground and the, you, the devil is tormenting you because you do not have the knowledge to rise if you don't know that you have something you cannot use it tell me so if I say to you can you please give me um, a credit card plastic I'll say please come here and give me a credit card 
give me plastic. I want you to give me plastic. Awesome. Thank you. She gave me a credit card. Do you know why she gave me this credit card? She knows she has it. Amen. She knows why. The reason why did she hesitate? She, she knew she had it, so she gave it to me. Okay, told me, how about if I say, okay, I don't want a credit card. I want cash right now. Give me $160. Told me, come up here. Come here. Give me $160. Oh, God. Do you see the difference? She knew she had the credit card. So boldly, she unzipped her little uh, Dooney and Burke, and she brought out the credit card, and she's like, here you go. Just like when you go to the store to get that LV. Amen. You don't have to, hold on, let me go, let, let me check. Let me just check my, you look through your phone first, and you're trying to check. It doesn't have to be LV. You go, sometimes, you know, I've been there. I go to the grocery store, and then they ring everything up, and it was $250, especially at Sam's. Oh, my Lord. When did I, what did I get? What did I, what did I get? What did I, what did I get? And I'm like, hold on for a second. Let me check the bank account. Let me check my balance. You don't bring that card out easy. Because if you're not bold, you know you ain't got the money. You, here you go. $250. You're worried that this money might be. You say, I'm sorry. And then, you know, they, that, that, is this something they teach them? I'm sorry. It was the card. Do you, do you have another card? It's happened to me before. Hey, I'm sorry. It was the client. I don't know how many people can relate with me. It's happened to me before. I wasn't born rich. Amen. Glory to God. I remember when I was struggling to have babies. Amen. And I had to go on the WIC program. I the, the, I'm sorry, it was the kind. Do you have another card? <laughs> I'm sorry, do you have another card? And then you're like, you try to try to do guy math. Like, oh, wait, wait. I, I mean, my, my account is good. Really? Really? Well, let me check my about. <laughs> and when you log in with your face, face ID tells you. I said, face ID tells you you're about $50 short. Because you, you know how like the bank, you know, I hate the bank because they'll prioritize certain things. Something that you thought should have cleared is just now clearing today. And it messes you completely up. And now you're in front of this girl and she's telling you, do you have another card? I said, this one was declined. So you say, well, I'll just take this one. I'm just going to take a few things out. It's happened to me. I have to take a couple things out. And keep, now, keep going. Is that enough? And so why are you asking me? Duh, don't you see that I see that? Why are you asking me? Is, is that everything? No, keep taking, so take this one. Take the meat. I'll just make the stew without meat. Just take, take, don't keep asking. Just take it out. And you don't want the whole 200 because, you know, it's 250. You don't want the whole 200. Let them bring it down to about 195. So at least five shock absorbed. I'm playing too much. I'm playing. I asked Tommy for $160. That was the second thing I asked for. She couldn't give it to me. She doesn't have it. Amen. 
when I asked for the credit card, she gave me the credit card because she knew she had it. What we don't know that we have, we can't give. But Tommy, you do have $160. I want you to look in your bag again and look in the side pocket and give me $160. Your side pocket, unzip it. Please bring me. How much is it? How much is it? $160. She had $160, but because she did not know that she has it, she didn't have the confidence to go and get me this $160. I already made plans and I put $160 in her bag. It is the same way God has gone ahead of you and put everything, every fruit that you need inside of you. You don't need to get it. You already have it. You don't have to pray for it. You already have it. You don't have to fast about it. You already have it. You already have it. What God has done, he does it once and for all. When he died on the cross, he gave and he said that I have given my only begotten son that whosoever believes shall not perish but have everlasting life you may not know that you have it but the Bible is telling you you have it you have it say I have it say I have it Galatians 5.22 that we're reading, it says, but the fruit, 5.22 Galatians, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. You are not getting these things. You have them in Christ Jesus. When you received, when you believed, you, the adoption took place. And you are now heirs of Christ. Hallelujah. You have these things. These things are not what you pray and fast about. Amen. And all of these things, love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, they are fruit. They are one fruit. It's not like several fruits. They are one fruit from the same tree. So can, can an apple tree produce another fruit just like we said a good tree cannot produce bad fruit it's not possible that's what the scripture says so in another words an apple tree can never produce an orange it is so when you say the fruit of an apple tree do you say the fruits of an apple tree the apple tree only produces one fruit and all of these things, the scripture says it right there. It didn't use plural in Galatians 5.22. Tommy, you can give it back to me later. <laughs> Glory to God. You can give it back to me later. Praise God. Galatians 5.22 did not say, but the fruits in plural. It says, but the fruit. It's one fruit 
all that comes from Christ. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. You have it. Say to your neighbor, I got it. You're not praying, Lord, help me love. Lord, help me. Lord, give me love. I just need love. I just, I need, I need to learn how to love people. I don't have love in me. Are you of Christ? You have it. What you need to do is activate it. You have it. You have what it takes to love. You have what it takes to have self-control. You have it. It's in you. If you were not in Christ, then we'll say you need to pray. And it's not to pray for those things. It's to pray to receive the one that has it. Hallelujah. When you receive Christ, you get all of these things. It comes with the package. Tell your neighbor, it comes with the package. If you're not seeing it in your life, it's because you're not activating it. You have it. So today you wake up and you say, Lord, I'm going to exercise my long suffering today. Glory to God. Not, Lord, please give me long suffering. Do you see the difference? You have it because you have what Christ says you have that is in him. Do I hear an amen? So you wake up and you say, Lord, I'm going to exercise kindness today. You're going to exercise it because you have it. So if you want to be a blessing to somebody, say, Lord, I'm going to exercise kindness. I am going to exercise self-control. Everybody that believes, oh, I, I can't, you know, the flesh take over. I can't help it, you know. The flesh, I smoked, I smoked. The flesh took over. No, the flesh is subject to you because you are a spirit. It says we are born of the spirit. Amen. And so you, you can, you have the ability to exercise self-control. Hallelujah. Very quickly, I want us to look at Philemon 1.6. Philemon 1.6, and then we're going to look at 2 Peter's 1.4, and then we're going to close. Philemon 1.6. Pull it up. Philemon 1.6. It says that the sharing of your faith may become what? Effectual by the acknowledgement of what? Love, joy, self-control, long-suffering. The acknowledgement, you have to acknowledge it for it to work. By the acknowledgement of what? Every good thing which is in which is in, which is in Christ. Every good thing which is in you, which is in Christ. I am in Christ, and Christ is in God. I have it all. I have it what? Say, say to yourself, I have it all. Let's stand as we read the last scripture. Second Peter chapter 1, verse number 4. Second Peter. Chapter 1, verse number 4. And it says, let's read it together. By which have been given to us exceeding and precious promises that through these you partakers of what? Divine nature. 
scriptures. Stop there for a second. Are we digesting what we're reading? The scripture says, let's start it over, please. Which have been given, no, I'm sorry, by which have been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises that through these you may partakers of the divine nature, not of your own, having, yeah? What did you escape? What did you escape? Which corruption? Who escaped it? Why did you escape it? You are in Christ. You are part of the divine nature. I don't think you get it. Let's read it again from the beginning. It says, let's go. By which have been given to... Did you earn it? Please, did you earn it? Did you earn it? You didn't earn it. You didn't earn it. It said it was given to you. We said that it's a gift. It says the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is what? Eternal life. In that eternal life, it says you have everything exceedingly great. Everything exceedingly great. Let's read it from the beginning again because I don't think you got it yet. It says, by which having been given. Were you, were you, did you earn it, sir? It says it was given. Having been given, let's continue. To who? No, to the children of the world. Are you a child of God? It says it was given to who? To me, exceedingly great. And what? Precious promises. That what? That through these, say to your neighbor, I am a partaker of the divine nature of Christ Jesus. Say it again, I am a partaker of the divine nature of Christ Jesus. Let's continue. Having, say I have escaped. Say I have, I'm gone. Say I am gone. I am gone. I am gone. You have, you're not going to escape. It says you have escaped. What did you escape? Please tell me. Of what? Through lust. I have escaped it, my sister. I have escaped it, my brother. You have escaped it. Stop living a life of defeat. Tell your neighbor, stop living a life of defeat. You have escaped it. It has been given to you. Not because you earned it. In fact, you can never earn it. Tell your neighbor, say neighbor, you don't have what it takes to get it. So he got it for you. And he gave it to you as a gift that you may be partakers of the divine nature. We hope you've been blessed by this message. We encourage you to fellowship with us here at Salvation Center if you are in the San Antonio area. For more information, visit our website at www.rccgsanantonio.org.